giddy up folks because the racing pod is new and it's available every Friday for off the ball members join me John Duggan and Johnny Ward for previews analysis tips stories and crack join in the obsession subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join off the ball breakfast Ireland's sports breakfast show Welcome back to Off The Ball Breakfast. Delighted to say that Offley's Gráinne Walsh joins us now. Very good morning to you, Gráinne. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, thanks. How are you keeping? Very well. So you're the welterweight champion of Ireland once again. You, you retained your title a few weeks ago. That must have been some feeling to do it once, but then to, to retain it. And also the, the quality of opponent that you've beaten to, to win those titles. Yeah, definitely. I've had a great year, thank God. And having two elite championships in the one year after so much inactivity for me over the last couple of years and to win both titles. So, and and like you said, be quality operators in the in the lead up to it. So, uh, yeah, can't, can't say it ever gets old. The feeling is unreal. And um, with so much at stake and Olympic qualifiers and everything coming up, um, what a better time to do it. So I'm delighted. Yeah, and you talked about just um, the, the year that you've had. So, You've had issues with injuries before, but you're feeling fresh and fit now. And I'd say it's it's very rare. A lot of sports people obviously carry certain injuries around, but I mean, your injuries obviously weren't allowing you to, to flourish. Yeah, God, I had such... In, in life and in sport, you need an element of luck. And I was getting no luck there. I haven't been injury-free since 2019. So I had five back-to-back hand injuries and then I broke my baby toe. Sounds hilarious, but it was a big spanner in the works at the time. And thankfully, all of 2023 has been injury-free. I've had 10 fights where I had um, two fights in the last three years. So the activity and the momentum and everything that I've had has been something that I've missed for so long. So I feel like I'm even more grateful for it now because before, when it was nearly gone, you know, you kind of take everything for granted. So I'm just soaking up every day and I'm glad I'm in the position that I'm in now. How prevalent are injuries in boxing? Hand injuries obviously would be the main one because like I always say, when you're throwing your full force through your hands, if you have any sort of weakness or niggles, that's why I had so many back to back because if you get one, you can often get two or three um, and in my case five. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just unlucky, but I've had to just change a few things and how I throw shots and stuff. And thankfully I'm touching a wooden table here. So thankfully, um, yeah, I've been injury free this year and long may it last. You mentioned the word change there change of gyms this year um has that helped as well maybe just a change of environment sometimes it can change perspective a bit and obviously the fact that you're in the same gym as kelly harrington can't be a bad thing either oh yeah like i had a, a very turbulent start to the year actually because my my club coach from um spartacus in tullamore uh dima Dmitruk, he was a high performance coach as well but i've been with him since since i started so 11 years i built up a you know, a rapport with a coach and he knew me inside out. And then he was offered a job with um, Team India. So he's actually the head coach of the Indian national team now. So that was what I felt like so lost when he left because my club was Dematch. You know, without him, I didn't really feel like I had anywhere to call home in a sense. So after the summer, um, when I knew that my Olympic dream was still alive, um, thankfully, I had to just change a few things. And I spoke to a few people on, on what they thought was was a good fit for me and um, I had built up a good relationship as well with Noel Burke in St. Mary's and Tala um, from previous years in high performance and everything so I just felt like that was the best fit for me 
And I'm so glad that I did because I, I did it in good time as well. So for the elites, I knew I had solid foundations there. I, I'd done the pad work and everything. And yeah, obviously iron sharpens iron and being around Kelly Harrington, like you said, can't be a bad thing. So yeah, I'm really glad that I made the decision and it all paid off for me. So you've beaten Amy Broadhurst, you've beaten Christina Desmond at an Olympic weight. So the next qualifiers for the Olympics are coming up in the new year. So as things stand, how's that looking for you? Because I know it, for most people who wouldn't know the ins and outs of boxing, it would seem that the Irish champion back-to-back who has won at an Olympic category weight would be the one going to the qualifiers. But where are you on that at the moment? Um, yeah, things have changed in the last few years. It used to be that the number one in Ireland at the whatever weight would be sent to all the tournaments. But now with the influence of the high performance and all the work that we do behind the scenes there, they've tried to bring that in to be able to have more of a say in who gets to go where. Um, but yeah, obviously I'm very confident now. I, I've done everything I could this year, had a great year and I'm injury free. So I don't carry that risk really now. Um, so I'm in a great position like I said uh, I've done everything that was my side I, I've done the hard work I, I'm always continuing to do the hard work but the confidence is with me now and the momentum like I said from being so active so yeah I feel I feel confident that I'll be picked um, I can't control what anyone else does I'm just focusing on myself and if if the coaches think I'm the best fit I'll be picked and that's just the simple size of it like Okay, well, obviously, somebody that has thrived at the Olympics is Katie Taylor. Back in action this weekend, the rematch against Chantel Cameron. Very strange going into a Katie Taylor fight where she is the underdog. Now, I think back to the first fight in May, there was a lot of people that I would, the people that I would respect in terms of boxing circles, if their opinions would have said that Chantel Cameron was the slight favourite for them anyway. But it seems that those that gap has widened now, given what happened in the first fight, Scrunny. Definitely, yeah. You can even see the difference in the Irish people. Like I was looking at the the public workout yesterday in Liffey Valley and where Chantelle was getting booed the last time, she's actually getting autographs and pictures and everything with everyone this time. So definitely the thing has shifted a bit, but yeah, the general public, obviously, it's in Ireland. She's going to be a hero and she is a hero of mine, of course, um, but she's going to be a favourite to a lot of people. But yeah, the boxing people who know boxing probably will have it shifted the other way towards Chantel this time so it'll be interesting to see how it goes um, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it I think it's going to make for an unbelievable fight I was even looking at how sharp they looked in the public workout yesterday and they're oozing confidence and although Katie's trying to redeem the loss from the last time Chantel is is just as determined to prove everyone wrong for a second time so it's going to make for an unbelievable fight I think What does she change? I think Katie has to start fast. Um, I was listening to Eddie Hearn as well yesterday saying in every other Katie fight, Katie Taylor fight, she was winning from the halfway mark of five rounds in. So if she starts fast, uses her best assets and her attributes, which are fast hands, fast feet and movement. Chantel is obviously a pressure fighter. <clears throat> and I think that's going to be hard for 10 rounds for Katie to keep that off. But if she uses her attributes she has a great chance and come the halfway mark if she's three or four rounds up she's in a great position but if it comes to the, f- the fifth round and she's five rounds down it's going to be moving mountains for her to try and climb that back in the last five rounds because Chantelle kind of gets better down the stretch and um, so yeah like I said it's just it, the first few rounds will, will tell for how it's going to go I think just watching the fight back yesterday I watched it back and I suppose the 
concern for Chantal Cameron with the first fight was how would she handle the occasion and she absolutely just lapped it up you could see she obviously comes to the ring first and any concerns you might have had for her about nerves you know fight like the biggest fight of her life uh, after the first round you knew like she was she was going to be on it and the the worry for Katie Taylor fans is that Chantal Cameron turns up on Saturday and is even better than she was in May yeah, I was listening to some of the interviews and Chantelle was saying how disappointed she was with her with her performance the first time around. And that shocked a lot of people because she beat the pound for pound greatest female of all time, in my opinion. Um, so I think that's that's a good thing that she's, constantly, she's not satisfied with how it went. She's always striving to be better. And sometimes you see when people win big fights that aren't expected to win, they kind of get caught up in the whole you know, the bravado of everyone wanting a piece of them and being the top dog then. So I think Chantel has kept the head down <clears throat> from what I'm seeing anyway out of the interviews. Um, but yeah, like I I can only imagine the nerves on that night for both of them because obviously I know Katie's no, no stranger to the big stage, but like it was her big homecoming. There was so much on the line. It was her first time fighting as a professional in this country and a sold out three arena. So the nerves on both ends were unbelievable. But the build up to a fight is always the hardest part. When you get into the ring and the first bell goes, it's like any other day. And and I can vouch for that myself. I've not been anywhere near that level, but that's where I obviously strive to get to in the big stage. Like the Olympics to be the same thing. Um, but yeah, once that first bell goes, it's the same as any other day. Like you're training away every single day of your life. Like off the ball breakfast, Ireland sports breakfast show. Just watching it there as well. Chantelle Cameron, the way she closes the ring off is very impressive. And obviously Katie has a speed advantage, but she wasn't able to utilize that because Chantelle Cameron just kept coming at her and, just was relentless. Her uppercut, she was quite successful with her uppercuts as well, especially in the middle rounds. And, you know, every time they clinch as well, you just felt as Katie exits that there wasn't enough head movement first so she got caught a few many times. Definitely watching it back, Katie can make a lot more adjustments, I think, than Chantel Cameron can. But can she execute them? That is the big question on Saturday because it's all well and good having a plan. But then when you get in there, I said Chantal Cameron just showed her quality. A hundred percent. I agree with you. And like, like I said, those first few rounds are going to be so telling to see how the fight actually goes. Um, but I just think there's a cliche in boxing that styles make fights. And I think in this scenario, the stylistic matchup, Chantel's style is just a nightmare for Katie. Like, because of the way they both fight, I think Chantel being a pressure fighter, she gets better down the stretch, she breaks you down. So she's taken Katie's best attributes from her. So it is going to be very difficult for Katie, but I just find it really hard to write someone off like Katie Taylor. Like, the success that she's had in her whole career and the belief that she has in herself and with God on her side, I really think anything is possible. So... It's just, yeah, I'm so excited for it. It was easier when I did the punditry on this the last time when the fight was over. It's harder before the fight because you're trying to predict how it's going to go. But like you said, Katie's going to have to change a few things, whereas Chantel could probably do the same thing and and come out victorious. So we're just going to have to see. It's only two days away now, thank God. It's, uh, it's, God could be kind of indifferent. He might he might be up for both as well. You wouldn't know, like you know. Yeah, well, that's it is, true. That it is, is true. It is. It's funny you say that though. I always knew I was wrong for her. She said Chantel. So that like that's like does I guess does Katie need then to like 
you're 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 probably maybe too young, Ronya, but like, does Katie are doubts creeping in in the sense of like, am I actually right for this for this particular fight in the sense of how it went the last day? Well, there's two ways of looking at it. So the fact that she was so eager to get back in there straight away for the rematch shows that she's confident that she can make the changes to win the fight. So that's a big boost of confidence on Katie's side. But then again, as you said about those doubts, like she's only human too. And she has to be thinking about the fact that she is 37. Uh, I think Chantel's 32 or 33. Um, so the saying goes as well, father time waits for no one. So... I do think that she's coming down. Obviously, she's coming into the back end of her career. Um, but I think the fact that she did want the immediate rematch, she could, like Eddie Hearn said yesterday, she could have went and had the Amanda Serrano rematch against a smaller a smaller girl. There's other fights there to be had as well, but she just wanted to to get one back on this. So I think that shows Katie's mindset and, and that she is confident that she can win. So it's just, like you said, whether she can actually carry out the game plan or not and stay out of the way. For ten rounds, that's what I. That if it was over like four or five rounds, I, I'd back Katie all day. But the fact that it's a ten round fight, the championship rounds towards the end, that that's when Chantel will put the pressure on most. And I think two minute rounds, it's very hard to see stoppages. And um, I think if it was three minute rounds, you'd probably see more KOs on women's records. But two minute rounds, it's more action. I suppose we won't know until the outcome, but that outcome is going to determine what is next for Katie Taylor. You know, it's on, it's in some of the papers because the Crow Park talk has gone very quiet because of what happened in the first fight. So if things don't go well for Katie Taylor, is the Crow Park thing going to happen at all? Because, you know, there's not going to be another Chantel Cameron fight if she loses two to Chantel Cameron. You can't go, let's go for a trilogy because usually for a trilogy, you'd want it one apiece. Then... Amanda Serrano, I suppose for Amanda Serrano, the Crow Park fight is always going to be an attractive one. And maybe she'd be thinking, I have a better chance of beating Katie Taylor this time because she's had two grueling fights against Chantel Cameron. But it's just, there's so much pressure. There's so much writing on this weekend. There really is. And, and how they both deal with that pressure will, you know, will be a huge factor. So, um, yeah, I think there there's more options obviously for Chantel coming off the back of this fight if she wins she's looking at her own homecoming all that sort of stuff it's hard to say it's the end of the road for Katie Taylor I, like I remember after the 2012 Olympics her dad wanted her to retire at that point and we're like 11 years on from that now and she's headlining in, in Ireland so I think the Amanda Serrano fight in Crow Park is going to sell I think, like, even though if Chantel or if Chantel beats her this weekend and it's two back-to-back losses, Katie Taylor is still Katie Taylor, and in Ireland, the people of Ireland don't really care of like the last fight. It's only the really boxing people, but I think the general people of Ireland and everyone around the world loves Katie Taylor. It's how she carries herself outside the ring as well. That's such a great quality that she has. Um, so I definitely think Crow Park could could be one and then I heard Eddie as well talking yesterday about the possibility of a trilogy if if Katie does get the win and that that would most likely be in Crow Park so the business brain side of me is thinking trilogy huge money you'd have it's one all obviously you'd have one more big fight and set out Crow Park don't know how that'll go down with, with Chantel having to come back to Ireland for a third time but there's things obviously in the contract that before they signed up for it that they had to obviously go through and I think business-wise, commercially, everything, money-wise, Ireland sells. When it's Katie Taylor, Ireland is the one. Yeah, and I think Chantelle Cameron has, she knows that Katie Taylor 
can be the making of her. These fights can be the making of her. Let's said more people know who Chantel Cameron is. Before we let you go, Grania, the hard part, the predictions. What, what do you think? I, I think it sounds like we're going to go the distance anyway. It's going to go the 10 rounds. As he said, the, the two-minute rounds don't really give you a chance if you're got somebody under pressure that you're going to finish them in the inside a two-round, um, a two-minute round. So you're thinking it's going to go to points. Who would you be thinking gets their arm raised on Saturday? Oh God, I hate sitting on the fence, but it's really hard when, when I'm such a huge Katie Taylor fan, but I'm such a big boxing fan and I can only say what I see. And if I was a betting woman, I'd probably, I'd probably say Chantel for the victory. But again, so hard to write off Katie with her mentality and, and with that, will to prove everyone wrong who's doubting her and stuff. So it just makes for a great fight. But like you said about the two-minute rounds and, and everything, it like at the elite, elite level, it's very hard to see knockouts and stuff like that in two-minute rounds. You see knockouts at the early part of people's career when they're fighting against journey women and all that sort of stuff. So that's where the knockouts mostly come. But yeah, at this elite level, I do see a 10-round fight and I'm edging towards a Chantel victory. Yeah, now it's it's going to be tight. Gronya, thanks a million for joining us. Best of luck now with the next few months and um, we'll keep our eyes peeled to see how things work out with the, the Olympic qualifiers. And I said, enjoy the fight on Saturday. Thanks a million, lads. Appreciate it. Off the ball, breakfast. Ireland's Sports Breakfast Show.